I have been selling this book, Zanaz Lee and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking, which is published by MPH for a while now. It's a really good book. If you want to be a filmmaker, whether it's for YouTube, social media, TV, film, cinema, whatever, this is the book to get. I'm going to make it more accessible and more affordable to all of you because I believe that everybody needs to become a filmmaker. The more filmmakers we have in the world, I think this world will be a better place to live in. Now it's available as an electronic book download on my website. I'm gonna link it here. It's really cheap, it's really affordable. It's only five ringgit if you want to get the ebook version, okay? Five ringgit! It doesn't really cost much, right? It's just a little bit of something for me. I mean, it did take a lot of work to write. Each chapter of this book talks about one part of the filmmaking process. And for each chapter as well, I interview a local filmmaker. It's only five ringgit! It's only five ringgit! You're watching, you're watching and listening to the Fat Bidding Film Club and I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. And I'm Shelly Bustawan. Alright, uh, as usual every week we watch a local film and we review it. And cinemas, uh, yeah, wait, cinemas are open. Uh, yes, no, not yet, I'm after sure. the 20th, mm. right? Because of Wonder Woman 84, 1984, mm. or something like that. But still, we're not going to the cinemas yet. Mm. Uh, and uh, this week, we're going to review a couple of local films that was at the recent Freedom Film Festival. Which was virtual as well. Virtual. Usually, it's always at in PJ Arts, yeah. you know, whatever. But this you know. time, it was virtual. It's virtual. PJ so Live Arts closed already. Yeah, so we're just watching it online. It's yeah. okay. Though. Which was interesting, actually. Alright, um... So, we watched four films. Um, I will briefly break down okay. what the four so wait, films are. But these no? four films oh, okay. are, are the grantees of the Freedom Film Festival. No, it's a mixture, right? It's a mixture. Some are grantees because the Freedom Film Festival, which happens every year, organized by Comas, mm. right? Uh, they, 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 they give out grants for, for like uh, filmmakers to make documentaries like this. Mm. Uh, and uh, when the film films are done, it's shown in the film festival. Yeah. Uh, but they also accept like you know entries, submissions, yeah, yeah, submissions and all that lah. So this is a mixture, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. So Kay. go for it. Okay, so the first film we watched was uh, Ayaku Doctor G, which was directed by Hidaya Hashim and Lo Joey, uh, which talks about uh, the. Uh, a detainee who was detained for uh, cannabis use and possession uh, and it's told in the, from the perspective of uh, the daughter, his daughter now, because he's quite old. Um, and then the second film we watched was an animation, a short animation called Sulo. This is by Nur Hayati Kaprawi. Yes, and yeah. it um, it's very briefly looked into the life of a woman uh, who is a victim, I guess you would say, of polygamy. And then... And abuse also, right? Uh, like yeah, just la, you could also yeah. kind of say... Yeah, domestic abuse. And then the third film we saw was Maniti Sanjya by Lili Fu. Uh, I think it's her first film. And uh, it's about... It tells the story of this uh, basically old folks' home. La. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember that film. And yeah. then the final film that we saw, which was also I think the closing film for the festival, was Nasi Jani Melawan Lembaga Poker by Aryan Muhammad Zahari. Yep. And the film was about Nasi Jani Melawan Lembaga Poker. <laughs> yeah, it's about which the, about is censorship. Finas. It's about fil- it's, yeah, it's the not theme, Finas. The theme so. of the film is censorship. It's not so much Finas. Yeah, yes. you got to get clear I, because the fault. censorship is under uh, the Home Ministry and not yeah. under the Finas Act. Yeah. But they do talk at length about Finas yeah. as yeah. well. <laughs> okay, so let's go film by film. Or, okay. do, wanna, or do we want to o- sort of review the overall feel of the festival as well? Uh, maybe lah. Let's, let's review the overall festival feel. Okay. Because the, the, the festival is a festival that has... That, that encourages and promotes films for social change. Yeah. It's a woke film festival. <laughs> right? But it's it a woke always film has festival. been, so I don't really yeah, know. Yeah. I, I've actually had many of my films screened at the festival from like the beginning last time already. Mm. So I guess I'm woke too. Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be woke. Woke is such a dirty word in my vocabulary. Okay, but yes. <laughs> um, so the theme of this year's Freedom Film Festival was Bunker equals Manusia. Yeah. Which is race equals human. So they're trying to get people... The, all the stories are basically about, I guess, how we are part of the human race and we shouldn't look at things from a, a different race point of view. Lah. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was basically the underlying message of all the, the film, kind yeah. of, in a way. Yeah. Which is which is like every year or so they have a theme that yeah, is very similar yeah. very, very very similar. Yeah. It's just about human rights and all yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Which is important. Yeah, it is. It is definitely uh, important. Okay. So but, but can I also add that uh, the festival, although it's been going on for so long and it can be very popular and talked about in the circle, I still think it needs to get more coverage and it needs to get more attention, more publicity, and more people should should. You know, but that's why they bring the, the films. Festival. They bring the films everywhere last time. Right? Yeah, they have this touring thing where yeah. they bring to every state uh, yeah. or many states, lah. Not all, but but still, I think it just needs to get into the mainstream, lah. These kind of films. films, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, it's important. I I really think as much as I make fun of wokeness, the films that they make are quite important. Issues that they raise are quite significant. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't disagree. Mm. Uh, it does feel because it was a virtual festival that um, it creates a platform for a lot of homogenous viewing. So, so e- even more. Every single, yeah, already the film festival, like you say, is not exactly niche, but uh, it is always going, gone, gone to, gone to, attended by people who are already like you said part of the circle mm. and I guess yeah you get like one or two like stakeholders from NGOs uh, maybe like you know people who are still involved in the causes that the films are talking about mm. so in some way it's already still preaching to the converted uh, I always felt like it's a good thing that they brought it on road shows because then they could reach a wider audience yeah. more local audience in a way Yeah. and um, we've also learned from our experience of taking our own film on, on a tour tours. that yeah. it opens up a different market and opens up uh, a different sort of audience lah. Mm. And, and, and because it's a live audience, it creates a lot of discussion, yeah. which is great. Yeah. yeah. So this time, it was kind of, uh, they were sort of opening it to like a worldwide thing because it's virtual, right? I'm not sure what the numbers are exactly, but uh, you, from the feel of the live chats and everything, you sort of get the impression that everybody who's watching it uh, sort of has, not, not necessarily a stake, but already sort of has an interest or, or some kind of background knowledge of what the films or the issues are about. Mm. And they've already also got a kind of stand on what the issues are about. 
So the discussion is very um, homogenous lah. It is it is basically telling people what they already know, or basically enforcing people's uh, beliefs and opinions that they already believe in, and uh, just kind of empowering the people who are already sort of empowered and converted to your cause. Yeah. So Wait, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there isn't. But we also want to, yeah. and I'm sure that's what the organizers want too. Yeah. They want to reach like a big crowd, a newer yeah. audience. You know, yeah. yeah. But it just doesn't effectively fulfill the. Um, I guess uh, aim or goal of uh, reaching out to more people lah, marginalized mm. people and people who you know disagree with you or people who don't know that this is an issue mm. or don't feel like this is an issue um, but this is through no fault of the organizers themselves it really is just the time of the pandemic and how things are yeah. and I'm really just bringing it up as an observation of how um, you know Virtual events nowadays are always banking on the fact and marketed on the fact that they are now worldwide. So it's like anybody can tune in now because we are virtual. All you need is a link. But yeah. truly, who is really going to tune in and who are you really reaching and is your reach really as wide as we think it is lah because it's worldwide. Yeah. Because even with just a link, it's still just um, reaching people who have internet access have uh, run in circles where these links are accessible or shown to them and uh, it kind of I feel doesn't actually make it wider but it kind of narrows it down even more yeah it's 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 an issue that I talk a lot about also in, mm. in my classes and all that it's like yeah you've got the internet which is supposed to be global but the more global you become everybody becomes closer and you know yeah. starts forming their own bubbles and you look on the internet also yeah, there are bubbles mm. you know you just go on YouTube for example you have so many bubbles of different types of content that other you know uh, residents of different bubbles don't even know exist yeah and they never yeah. coincide because everything is curated to your interests and what you are looking for yeah the algorithm yeah. you know the, the, the dreaded social media yeah. uh, timeline algorithm yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah that was just something mm. interesting to, to note lah but yeah. it is also kind of interesting to see that in Malaysia, internet penetration is really high. Yes, we've got pockets of like uh, lack of infrastructure, right? Mm. Like like you know, like we saw like Viviona and things mm. like that in Sabah and Sarawak. There are pockets, but compared to many places, countries in the world, Malaysia actually has a very high internet penetration rate, mm. right? So. In theory, it should reach everyone lah, you know, in theory. But so, is everyone tuning in? Yeah, so, so maybe also to, we, we, you know, we need to figure out a way to overcome this algorithm problem, to promote content. Yep, you know? and make it really truly for everybody. Yeah. 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 Because okay. we, we, I enjoy the festival. Yeah. Going, I, I, almost every year I go and, you know, to the festival physically and I enjoy it. You know, so now with this online thing, I kind of still enjoy it, but like you said, lah. You know, yeah. Uh, well, bit I know different you didn't chat. enjoy the discussions. I didn't enjoy the discussions. Because you really felt like the discussions were like that, lah. Too homogenous. Yeah, too homogenous. Too, and yeah, everything that's being said yeah. is already known, already understood, already agreed on. You know, so I, I yeah. The film's great though. Yeah. Okay, let's okay, start talking so about let's the film. Okay. okay, so okay. the first film, mm. Ayaku Dr. G by mm. Hidayah Hashim and Lojuri. They're both very young filmmakers. Yeah, and one of them is uh, part of our Fat Bidin uh, uh, training program. Yeah. Where we're training. Joey. Yeah, Joey is part of our yes. Fat Bidin uh, media uh, CVE or Countering Violent Extremism uh, campaign. Campaign lah. Yeah. Know, we're, so we're training watch them, out yeah. for her work soon yeah, yeah, yeah. with us. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so the film is a short film. Yep. 
And it is about Dr. G. He's Dr. Marijuana yeah. in Malaysia. Okay. Dr. Gajah. Yeah. So give some right? context to, to him and his... So, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, people out there. Uh, this is guy who was arrested for actually growing and distributing marijuana for people who are who need it medically. Yeah. For medical reasons. Yes. And he was arrested. Yeah. La. Sort of yeah. administering it uh, mm. medically. La. Of and course, it's illegal in Malaysia to yeah. do that. And then right? he's yeah. been detained, I think. Mm. And uh, his case keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. It's been but years now. his health has been deteriorating in this time. Yeah. And uh, this entire film uh, is from the perspective of his daughter, mm. but interspersed with clips of um, conversations that he's having with his daughter. Yeah. So, um, it kind of made me really, really sad, the film. It was a very short film and um, the shots are also very, um, I would say, I wouldn't say vague, la, but they're very uh, stylistic and very, um, I guess, suggestive of vague, la, vague the stylistic. La, okay? So you're not like following a specific person or anything. There's no real human subject matter for you to follow. Couple. Not the daughter? I thought it was uh, following yeah, the daughter. Yeah, but it's not like, like, you know, following her entire life or whatever. And it's mm. all based on like, a voiceover of her, her voice and then uh, these interspersed with the conversations with her father. A voiceover of, of her, her voice. voice. Okay. A voiceover of her voice. Right. Such yeah. an intellectual. Yeah. I haven't eaten breakfast. So, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yes. Um, the conversations with her father really, really got me. La, yeah. Which I felt was memang the intention and it was very well executed la, because Oh, they, they, were, they were recordings of uh, her conversations with the father on the phone, right? Mm. While the father is in prison. Yeah. And um, when people read about things like this or they, you see this person in court or f- watch this person on a news feature, it's still a very disconnected um, person because they, you only see like just a figure, right? But this really humanized who he is and really brought out the relationship between her and her father and really sort of brought out the struggle that they have and the strain that this detention is putting on their relationship and on his health and you can hear the helplessness in her voice when she's talking to her father and her father is kind of like upset and he's like you know they think that I'm weak they think but no I still have it I can still do things and he's crying and she's like I know I know you just have to be patient and everything and it's so so sad yeah but for that's why I felt like the film actually does follow a character, does oh, follow yeah. an individual and does humanize mm. everything, you know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, but it was a bit too short. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't cover, I don't know, I, I just felt like the film was just, was not complete. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I don't know, maybe it's the intention of making the audience feel wanting more or whatever, but it just didn't feel complete. Like. It just felt like, just hanging. Actually, I you felt know? that about all the films. All the films? I felt that about all the films too. Because we'll I guess yeah. it's because the subject matter was just so interesting that you want to see it fully fleshed out. Mm. So this okay. was more of like a... Bye. A teaser Mami to took, the... Uh, Mami took... Sorry. Mami took the plans already. Yeah. Didn't he just like interrupted okay. me okay. mid-review to say bye to his mommy? Like that, you know. Anyway, I yes. disrespect your eldest. But disrespect your wife. <laughs> Uh, Who's more important, parents or, or wife, or spouse? Your mother would say uh, your spouse. Quick debate, discourse. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, this all these short films feel like they could be previews or trailers to what could be a longer, ha, more full-fleshed film. 
But again, it's really because the subject matters are so interesting. Um, but yeah, of course you could make a short film that is a little bit more comprehensive lah. And we felt like maybe all the films could have been a little bit more comprehensive. Perhaps the filmmakers really were constraining themselves to that small pocket of time. Did they have and a... I'm, I'm not sure, but you know, because it was supposed to be a short film, I'm not sure. Well, short film is defined as anything yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 minutes and below. It yeah, could go so, on to 59. So maybe. yeah lah. So, so maybe that's why it came out the way it did. Mm. Um, but... Uh, a lot of the context for Ayaku Dr. G was given by text, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, which was something I yeah. didn't like. Yeah, and you don't like that. Yeah, I don't like... I mean, uh, it's fine to do it a little bit, but if it's going to be like the main narrative, it's a preference thing, I think. You know, it's not wrong because I think a lot of people do like it, but hmm. as a preference, I, I don't like it because if it's supposed to be visual, it's supposed to be visual. Hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah, but I guess I kind of understand trying to pack in all your information through like two paragraphs uh, that, as opposed to like 25 shots that, that's a cop out uh, to me yeah. you know? oh easy just put text in it no because no time uh, <laughs> yeah so yeah la. but if you yeah. were more creative more innovative you would challenge yourself and think of a way to do it uh, uh, you know okay. in so, a different way than just oh, just put a couple of texts there people read like this <laughs> so Joey challenge yourself no more text okay alright so next we saw Sulo yes which was a was it stop motion Yes, uh, it looks stop motion. Stop it's motion, an animation. animation. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, No Hati Kaprawi actually spoke to me. We went to a mama and had a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was asking me about animation, doc- animated documentaries. And we were talking about it. But this is so long ago. And I didn't know if she ever made the film or not. So is this it? I I guess guess this is it. I can't remember. It was so long ago. Right? Uh, So if it's finally made, congratulations. Right? Um, It's it's made. It's done. And she did the animation itself. You know? So Power killer. Yeah. It takes so much patience to do stop motion. Yeah. So much. So hats off to you, yo. It it started out for me. It it started out for me as like, alamak, why like so... Uh, uh, cringy and cliche mm. at first the story went on but as the story of this wife or ex-wife or woman started to develop I kind of got sucked into the story that she was trying to tell mm. right um, so I kind of got invested in her story lah. Mm. Uh, and I thought it was very interesting uh, but I also felt a little bit disjointed with the narrative structure mm. because it also talks about how she can build a house on her own Hmm. She had the skill to build a house, and then she actually built mini houses, um, yeah. yeah, miniature house uh, models. Yeah, uh, no, actually she built actual houses, but but small houses lah, uh. those common houses, and she built a mini house of a house that she built for the film. Remember that? Uh, was that what it was? Yeah. Because I really felt like it was just about her building the mini house. <laughs> was it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then there's that skill that that she was trying to highlight there lah. Clearly not highlighted, clearly. <laughs> it was, a, was it supposed to be subtext to talk about how she's helpless yet also, you know, can take care of herself? I, I, don't, I don't know. Oh no, so I thought was it was very clear that the building house thing was like her next move. So she like makes money out of it and stuff and that was her new oh. income generating thing. Was that not it? I don't know. So I, I guess it just flew past me. Lah. Okay, yeah. So the thing about the film <laughs> is that it's um, told in a conversational style. But, uh, yeah, like you said, very disjointed. So, it felt like it was there were three stories in it mm. that were supposed to go together but somehow did not get tailored together. Mm. So, it's like three pieces of separate fabric. Yeah. So, the first part is where she talks about like 
uh, her lah. Like about her in the kampung or whatever. She gets uh, married and everything. The second part is, well, oh, she finds out her husband uh, wants somebody else and everybody is like stigmatizing her or telling her that it's her fault. Yeah. And then it jumps cantik, straight, it muda, just straight yeah. to the house. Yeah. So like in between that, you're like... Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the first two parts are obviously easier to follow because you know that they're building up the story but the end of it was kind of like uh, and then and it's like okay she she can build a house and then so like like you said lah like I guess um, I really felt like it was like okay this is her next thing but Zan didn't really get it so yeah. I thought it was supposed to be a subtextual thing uh, and so then I didn't get the subtext so you, you bit, know what I mean yeah, yeah. it was a bit yeah. vague I guess you could say yeah. and um but the issue is important. But the issue is important. Yeah, and I feel for her. I feel yeah. for this lady, you know, who has been neglected by the husband, uh, and been pushed over by the husband, and, and how she feels that to keep a husband, you need to continue being younger, pretty. and being prettier. And what is the, the definition of pretty also? It's a bit... Ah, makeup. Yeah. What the hell, man? If you feel you need to wear makeup to be pretty, actually, I feel sad, no? To think like that, you know what I mean? Ah. Because a husband should always, when you get when you marry someone, the beauty is supposed to multiply, even though the age gets older and the you know the boobs start drooping and the skin starts sagging. You know, really, it's it's supposed to, and the the beauty is supposed to be multiplied because you get to know the person better. So I just maybe that's why I felt that way, lah. But you know, with, the, with the story If you also remember When we went for Kursus Kawin mm. That is one of the things That they teach you yeah, In Kursus Kawin That when your husband Comes back You need to be presentable You cannot just be like Fresh out the dapur And like in your kaftan And sweaty And smelly yeah, You need to stupid. mandi You need to pakai makeup Pakai aiwangi And sambut your husband With the fucking teo and all that bullshit. This is something we learned yeah, in Gustus Kawin. Which and I think teaching is so... So many young, impressionable couples, uh, you know, across the board. Yeah. If you're Muslim and you have to go for Gustus Kawin. Which I think is so, wrong. So, because, yeah. can you really blame the society for being like, ah, itulah tak cantik. Sebab tu suami dia tak nak. Because yeah, well, they thought that it's a syarat in their in your marriage that you have to be cantik ah. Yeah, which is society's fault lah. You're going to believe for what, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, don't believe that kind of thing lah. You know? mm. I don't know, I get home, I see her from the back cooking over the stove. I just want to come and grab her from behind. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. So People did not need to know that. Yeah, and I, I love to hug you. You know, when you're cooking, like, it's you nice. You love to hug me anytime. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what it's supposed, so you're it's, like it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. It's not about makeup and being younger and being... Uh, anyway, so... I knew congratulations to the film. I know it takes a long time to make a film like this. And, and it is a very it, difficult film to make. It is, uh, it is, yeah. I personally would have preferred if the polygamy issue sort of went straight in. Uh. Because there's so much to talk about uh, when you're talking about injustice in the time of polygamy. Because there is also a part of polygamy that works yeah. for certain people. Yep. And um, we're not here to judge. We, we personally are not for it. Uh, we don't want to <laughs> include another person in our marriage. And um, there, in Malaysia especially, um, a lot of Malay Muslim men feel like it is their right and they are entitled to uh, polygamy. But they forget these other smaller parts where it says that you have to discuss it with your first wife, you have to be fair to all your wives, be able to provide for all of your families and so on and so forth. So it's executed badly mm. and thus it becomes an issue of injustice and 
people's feelings get hurt and women get neglected, children get neglected, all because the husband wants some younger made up dick. Or no, yeah. stick his dick in something younger and made up. That's really all it is, okay? Don't come and tell me it's like love or whatever. Fuck off. So, so yeah. yeah. So, that needs to be brought out a little bit more because mm. it was literally just like five sentences she talks about. Suddenly she finds out her husband doesn't want her and then everybody's kachabbing her and then she's building a house. And I was like, okay. So, yeah. And I also felt like the film was too short and yeah. was also hanging yeah. and wasn't complete. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, but like how you talk about getting sucked into it, right? I was kind of beginning to like, okay, and, and then, then and then, but then it was over. Yeah. So I didn't even manage to, the suction macam tak menjadi for me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, short films are, yeah. it's a craft. Okay, it's yeah. an art and a craft as well. You need to perfect the way you tell stories. But it can be honed. Yeah, can, can. So yeah. all these filmmakers yeah. should hone yeah. it. Uh, Alright, okay, then the next so film So the is next film was Maniti Sanjay by Lili Fu. Uh, Lily Fu is also uh, slightly older in age and uh, I think this is also her first film and it is shot by a friend of mine, Wong Chin Ho, who also shot Eye on the Ball and Chin Ho is a wonderful, wonderful cinematographer to work with and I felt like I could really see Chin Ho's shots. All the shots were just so like Chin Ho in the film. So the film is about uh, this uh, rumah jagaan orang tua which is uh, self-funded um, by a Malay lady, a former nurse, who decided to open this rumah jagaan for uh, elderly people whose families don't want to take care of them and also elderly people who are now homeless or basically just abandoned and left. So, Some of them without even ICs and birth certificates. Yeah. And then they just, yeah, like their children literally just leave them. So it's kind of yeah. like an orphanage for old people. Mm. So she takes care of all these old people, their medical, uh, whatever, and so on. And um, now she charges like a small fee for people who bring in their their parents if they don't just drop their parents there lah. And but that helps to subsidize yeah. the other parts of it that's you know that that, yes. that is more socially conscious like yeah. it's more more charitable lah. Yeah, I guess. because like yeah. some people they just leave their parents there. That's it. Yeah. Basically, like they say like buang ibu bapa. Yeah. So um, I can't do uh, old folks' homes. I, I memang feel an overwhelming sense of like sadness and every time I go to one or I see films like these and I see all these old people stuck in one place, uh, nothing to do, nowhere to go and just contingent on whatever someone else dictates for your day, I get really really upset because I think about like my parents, I think about um, my, my grandfather and I think about how all these people were individuals before and they were all young, had jobs, had lives, and now it's just been in their old age when they're supposed to be reaping, you yeah. know, the benefits of everything that they've worked for, they are now stuck in a situation like that. So forgotten and so worthless. So I memang I cannot. So this film um, was a little bit emotional for me uh, because there was uh, like a woman who's uh, daughter or son or daughter-in-law like beat her and they, they she was like sick or something and then she went to stay with her, her son and then she was getting beaten and then someone took her to this folks home and she talks about her injuries and then she talks about how before this like you know she was not injured like this and this is how it happened and I was just really angry lah like what the hell is wrong with people like 
Oh my god. So this is the kind of film that Freedom Film First makes that invokes the right, uh, I guess, reaction to the issue that they are trying to, to portray. Yeah. And for a first-time filmmaker, yeah, the story could have been a little bit tighter. Oh, she was a first-time filmmaker? Yeah, I think she is a first-time filmmaker. I read something that, like, this is her first film or something. Yeah. Um, she decided to pick something that I felt is really important um, to talk about. And she did it in a way, maybe also because she's a little bit older, so she brings a, a different perspective to the film than if a young person were to have made this film. It was made in a very, I felt, mature and also kind of graceful manner, but very, very... Uh, it speaks to you lah. It speaks to, to all of us to sort of reflect on how are we really treating our parents and why are we such shit people that we're just throwing our parents in old folks' homes. Because I guess, in a way or so, when people talk about old people, it's always in a tone of inconvenience. Yeah, you know, he can't walk so much anymore. It's very difficult to take them out. Yeah, but they still insist that they want to go out. They're being stubborn. They, they, they don't want to wear diapers or whatever, whatever. It's always in a tone of, like, inconvenience. Forgetting, I guess, all these things that these people, your parents, have done for you before. You know? Yeah. So, I... I, I, I hated the what was happening in the film. I liked the film, but it was just unacceptable for me that this was going on. It still is. So yeah. Yeah, but it's a it's a long yeah, la, yeah. issue that has been I going know, on already and yeah, people yeah, have yeah. been talking about it. it's not it's not right. It's not right. Uh, I, yeah. like I always my brothers and I we always joke, right? My parents they're getting older. If anything happens to uh, my mom we'll take care of her. If anything happens to my father, we say we'll send you to an old folks home. <laughs> but that's a joke obviously. That's a joke obviously, right? But yeah, true. I also cannot see old people like that. Uh, and the film was good. It had so much potential for great stories. There were great stories and the people that she interviewed was dynamic. The old lady on the bed yeah, is this old yeah. She's and... smiling when she's telling the story. It's so interesting to see her facial expression. It's great. It's great. I, I think uh, the filmmaker is also a good interviewer. Yeah. You know, and the person who runs the, the old folks home, the lady, she's also a very dynamic and charismatic yeah. uh, person to be on film. I thought the film was really good. But again, go back to that same problem I felt. The film so... It's like, like, like not complete. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think we should rephrase the fact that it's too short. Because short on long, yeah, it's fine. It's incomplete. It's, yeah, it's incomplete. You know, you, you got to tell the story in a better way. Maybe go back, tell that story again. I would suggest all Direct these cut. directors to, to go back and see how they can tell the story better. I mean, just because it's done and ready for the film festival doesn't mean that you can't refine the film again to see, mm. you know. Because these are great stories, mm -hmm. you know. And these, these directors have great eye, a great, great eyes of trying to identify good stories. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The... Yeah. All right. Then, then the last right. film, and then right? The closing film, mm. Nasi Jani Melawan Lembaga Puaka. Mm. Okay, this film I really felt was very well done. Uh, mm. It was the most wholesome film, comprehensive yes, film. Yes, yes, I would say Out of the too. four films that we saw, I agree. Um, probably also because this person is a more seasoned. Is he? I'm okay. not too sure. I don't know him. Um, I know the producer Zikri. I know, I know I Zikri. Told, but I yeah. don't know the director. Yeah. Yeah. But it was so one of the producers, Amanda, who's also in the film, is also quite well known for being making quite good films. So potentially uh, more experienced hands working on mm. on this made it what it is. So it's a very sophisticated film. Yeah. Um, it's very dynamic. It keeps you uh, engaged the entire time. Uh, 
and they incorporate it. So there are interviews, and then they incorporate uh, so, sort of like small sketches, mm. I would say, um, featuring some younger uh, people playing people in the seventies, eighties. Sorry, people in the eighties. Eighties. I was around this time. So can I give okay. some context? Okay, can so I give? Can I? Can I give some context to the to these old people? Maybe not because... in the middle of my sentence. Okay. Okay. Sure, go. Whatever. Go. 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 No, go. No, no, I'll give your context. Go. No, I, I was waiting because I wanted to uh, get to the point where they were all dressed up in the eighties, uh, Amy Search kind of kind of characters. Right now. <laughs> okay. Go on. Go on. Go on. Give your context, Master. Okay. The, the, the context is, if you guys remember Nasir Jani, he was famous for going to court. Hmm. Or going to a government office wearing a t-shirt that said, Fuck Mahadeh or something court, like that. Court, court. Ah, you know. And he got gum. Kena gum. And at, during this time, I remember, so I was going to school and I was listening to music and rock music and all that. And everybody was... Go, going around saying that word lah kena gum kena gum kena gum and people with long hair like those rockers like Amy Search and Awi and all that who had long hair would not be able to get on TV because they had long hair uh, and if you had long hair you kena gum but then they cut their hair on TV uh, then uh, Tok Mat which was the Minister of Information at that time did this big ceremony on RTM they came and cut their hair and it was a sad thing to see because this was like a form of expression freedom of expression freedom of speech and all that and then they were, it was like a humiliating thing lah to me, I thought, you know, so I guess that represents censorship lah. Uh, yeah. and, and the sketches that you were talking about, they were all dressed up as these rockers, right? And they were giving out lines that were already said by people, was it? Yeah. Uh, who, who, who had said those lines? Huh? I'm, I'm, I really don't know. Uh, I think it's, uh, um, it was written together lah. With, with, uh, and they, they took it from like their interviews and stuff like that and they recreated the sketches. Oh, I thought it was like, it could have also been like newspaper articles yeah, at that maybe time. Maybe also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the entire film talks about censorship and mm. focusing on Nasir Jani was probably a good idea because even now he seems very uh, opinionated about the censorship, but also a little bit jaded. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He doesn't want to make, he doesn't make films I mean, anymore. Course, He's retired, you know. Yeah. Who wouldn't yeah. be, right? And um, again, it's nothing new, and it's a long, long battle for filmmakers. It was a nice way to close this, the, the, the festival, I felt, because it's a real uh, reminder to all the filmmakers out there who are making films as to why we do it. Mm. You know, freedom of expression, telling untold stories, telling stories that are important, even if, you know, the powers that be feel like these stories should not be told. Isn't that the core of like what we want to do as filmmakers? Tell important stories. So like yeah, Nasi Jani was one of the people that were doing this and then gonna kacham, gonna gum. And then you've got like present filmmakers who are trying to work their way around it, uh, which I think Amanda sort of illustrated in her interviews and everything and she talks about the difficulties in making films and how her films are mostly not shown, you know, locally, they're shown in festivals. But you can never get a film shown in the cinema. Uh, that is, you know, different. So, in the discussion that they had, they talked about that. They talked about, um, they spoke to Riri, right? Riri Riza Riri, from Indonesia. Riri, an Indonesian filmmaker. Who well, I'm kind about, of a fanboy of. <laughs> about the censorship uh, that was happening there. And then um, they talk about. Because he was how, part of that movement yeah. when it started in Indonesia and then he, mm, yeah, to, yeah, to. He calls himself the child of the movement because yeah. he started making films when that movement started. 
and they compare it to Malaysia and we talk about how Malaysian films are winning like awards like the Golden Horse Award and stuff like that but you don't see these films in the cinema why? and uh, it was for me a very timely reminder of what, why we do what we do and how we do what we do and why it's important and reminding me that it's worth it uh. yep. and this is why we need to continue doing it uh, in a way it also kind of made me a bit sad because it's like you see what happened to Nasi Jani, you know? And it's like, what if that happens? It continues to happen to filmmakers like us. But then, I immediately think, well, that's honest to make sure it doesn't laugh. Which is a long uphill I'm sure road. Nas- I'm sure Nasi Jani felt that too. And then yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Screw that. Yeah, then screw that. So maybe Balik in 20 years, I'll be like, jagung, fuck that. You know? Screw that. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, also, I still, f- although it's the most holistic, complete story, I felt there were certain parts where it was a little bit trying too hard, especially the parts where Nasi Jani and some Pian Habib and all that, and they would instead of doing interviews, they had them sit down, have coffee, and try to talk, mm. and it felt like it was too rehearsed, too too scripted, too directed the way they were talking, and it wasn't natural. Uh, there were some parts like that lah, Th- those forced conversations lah. That one I felt a little bit trying too hard lah, but yeah, I'm just, yeah. It, I yeah. Uh, kind of finally forgivable, no? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It was too jarring for me. I thought, uh, <laughs> it's a good film, good story, good style, very original. I liked it, but those parts were just too jarring for me, lah. Hmm. You know. All right. So, um, let us know what you think. Look, I'm gonna go back to what we said earlier about how this this festival is so in its bubble, right? Uh, and and I'm thinking it's so in the bubble. I'm gonna bet you that nobody went, nobody's gonna even share our video. Uh, it's not gonna get. I'm sure you guys out there who are our viewers will, will appreciate what we're Zane saying. Zane Solo will yeah, have a I, I'm sure you will. But it's not gonna get the traction like say when we when we review Munafik. Yeah. You know, when Munafik we review Police too. Evo or when we talk about issues of Shamsu Yusof and you know YouTubers and all that. It's not gonna. It's not. Gonna, which is kind of Allah. I hope that this kind of issues actually get to the forefront. Yeah. You know? So with that. We would like to ask you to please look for these films, find them, and watch them. Because they are important films. Yeah. Uh, they're not just to entertain you. They are here to educate you, uh, empower you, yeah. and uh, give you better new insights or better insight on what is really going on in the country uh, through these small pockets of stories. Yeah. And they are all very, very important. Yeah. And, and if you guys follow our channel and you follow our reviews, the comments that you make, actually kind of shows that you guys are into this you you you, you will like it yeah you will enjoy you will search for these yeah. kind of things you know and this is something that will fulfill you lah yeah you know? so, our very own homogenous audience yeah yeah our very own <laughs> homogenous audience but it's through you sharing issues like this yeah sharing films like this is that's gonna you know spread it out yeah thanks the films you know? are bilingual yeah they're not all in english or all yeah. in and malay. everything has subtitles and everything has subtitles malay and english so subtitles worry. you know so it's for everyone yeah so that's it. There you go. Like, don't like, subscribe, follow us. You know, at Fat Bidin, all the social media platforms. Watching, listening to the Fat Bidin Film Club. I'm assuming I'm Zanazli. And I'm Shaila Oh yeah, fatbidin.com to get everything. Yes, also that. Okay, bye. <laughs>